Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. You're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Center. It's our February into March home here as we are once again uh, ready for some combine coverage on SNR. Wesley Euler, Max Starks here with you now. We'll be joined momentarily by our buddy Matt Williamson. We will have six hours of live coverage for you today up until 4 o'clock here on SNR. Then the rest of the week, seven hours of live coverage as we'll be going live at 9 the rest of the week. Mr. Starks, how are we doing? And what's it like for you coming back to this event every year now, obviously, being on the other side? You know, this is one of those things. It, it's it's like an old glove, right? You know, you know that baseball mitt that you've just been pounding away. You you've rosined it up. You've got the ball sitting in there. You you might even sit on it, throw it underneath a sure, couch cushion, sure. just to make sure you break it. That's what it feels. It feels like you just. It's a homecoming. It's be- been in the oven for a couple hours. Yeah, you know, you you you've toughened it up enough to where it's nice and it fits your hand. It's uh, it's only my fit. But this is that beginning, right? This is the precipice for all of these young guys coming into the league. You must go through this rite of passage. This is, this is, this is the starting point for a lot of these kids. And obviously there's some guys that aren't invited to the combine that still get drafted and make it into the league. Sure, so sure. This is the end. But for a vast majority, you're getting 300 of the top potential draftees here and in one place, and you go through the gauntlet, man. So it's day one for us. But for those guys, it's already started back on Monday for the D-line and the linebackers coming in. They'll start to get ready as we get progressed through the week. And I think a lot of people don't realize – there's a lot of stuff before you get to that on-the-field show, right? The Absolutely. Te- the televised Absolutely. underwear Olympics that it is, you know, you have to go through medical evaluations. You're going through the screening process. You do a pre-screening, and then you get, and then this year I think they're instituting the body scan okay. this year to do a lot of, lot of the metrics. So getting more technologically advanced in this process, you'll go through the media interviews, as well, and you go through orientation with the NFLPA, mm-hmm. the NFL. So there's a lot of business that goes on before Absolutely. you get to the field work. So it's just fun to be here. Our configuration has changed once again. It has. It has. It, it's always crazy how it was. We had an L last year. We did. 
Almost looked like a horseshoe, right? Yep, and there was we, some fan experience stuff. Yeah, we had the bench press that bench was in press. the background. There was like a Madden truck where you could play oh, games that, in Madden. Oh, that's right, and you could profile yourself it, into it, the it, game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's pretty I, cool. Did you scan yourself I in? I sure did. Yeah, absolutely. See, there we go. <laughs> that's the only way I'm ever going to get to the NFL, Max. <laughs> but, yeah, now, now it's just a rectangle and it's just nothing but curtains. So, you know, it, it's always fun to look around and just see how they change things up a bit. Now, I'll, I'll be going around this week, so – I will give you my travels and my tales Love it. Uh, throughout the city of Indianapolis in this process. Love it. Yes, Max is going to be busy. We're all going to be busy. A lot of fun stuff going on for you here. Uh, Omar Khan speaking at the podium in about a half an hour. We'll get you that audio. Max is going to be doing a piece with Omar for Steelers.com. Correct. And then he's going to sit down with us here at the SNR table around 12.15. Obviously, the general manager is a busy man. That might fluctuate, you know, five <laughs> or ten minutes one way or the other. But in the noon hour, at some point, we anticipate having Omar Khan sitting down with us here on SNR. And we're going to be live streaming some of this video as well, too. That's right. There is this pretty camera we're, sitting in front of us. We're, we're doing now, – now, fortunately, they haven't turned it on yet because you and I, we might – I have not powdered my we nose might, yet, We might so scare, we're, we're, we might scare everybody out of here. Um, but from 2 to 4 every single day, you can also uh, watch a live stream of our coverage here uh, from Radio Row, Steelers.com, Steelers YouTube page as well, too. Max, you, you kind of mentioned how – this is just a part of the process. Like, there's so much that builds up to this. There's so much after this. You know, uh, like, Moats has outlined this for our listeners before. I'm sure you probably have, too. You go from your last year playing college football, right? Summer ball, training camp, getting ready. You play your season. You, if you're fortunate enough, play a bowl game, right? Yeah. And maybe you play a east-west bowl, a senior bowl, something like some that. Some type of all-star experience. Some type of all-star experience. And then all of a sudden you're getting ready for the combine. Right, you yeah. know that that ends in December, early January. Then you're getting ready for the combine in February. Then while training and, and doing all these different things, obviously a lot of plane flights. Then you've got a lot of plane flights. <laughs> then you've then you've got your pro days, right? And then you're traveling for interviews. Then you've got the draft. Then you've got rookie mini camp and mini camp and OTAs and training camp and regular. It's it's like an 18 month process of just your head spinning and and, and never stopping. Where does the combine for you rank in that that stretch? Like, how important is it? Any more important? Is it any less important? Is it, is it all the same, or is this maybe weighted a little bit more? This is weighted a little bit more, just because everything's equal here, right? Everybody's mm. getting evaluated the same. Everybody's doing the same exact thing, and you have 32 eyes in one concentrated area watching you. So. It has more weight, I think, from the medical evaluation standpoint. Now, obviously, a lot of guys choose to do certain things here, not there. Wait till their pro day. Like I think a lot of a lot of the big time guys, like I think Jalen Carter's going to mm-hmm. wait till his pro day. Mm-hmm. Um, but and Bryce Young, Bryce Young is going to throw in his pro day. Yeah, he's yep. going to throw his pro day. But then you have guys like Anthony Richardson, right? C.J. Stroud that are going to just go all out. Will Anderson is another guy. Um, that that's wavering on what he wants to do at his pro day. So, you know, you're going to get a lot of guys throwing and doing a lot of the stuff that they need to do. So, I mean, this one waits a little bit more, but I think you kind of chip away at it. So if you played an all-star game, mm-hmm. you've gotten a lot of the team interviews out of the way. Sure. sure. So you're not going to, you're not going to double dip here, which is one of the nice things that, okay, that's one less team that I have to go through this process with. If I, if I met with six teams at the senior bowl, they're not going to yeah. want to talk to me now. Four it, weeks later. Exactly. Three weeks later. Like I knew for me, like I was in I was in the senior bowl and I did like ten team interviews. Okay. So when I got here, there was only like I think eight that I had to do. And then of course the other ones they just they, they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Like I never interviewed with the Steelers. 
I remember you telling me. Yeah, this I never interviewed with that's him. That's right. That's and, right. And we see what happens. So the interview really doesn't matter. Right? No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it does matter because there, there are some teams that need that extra. But it just it cuts that in half. And so you, maybe you spend more time in what we call the tra- the tra- the, tra- the train station. Sure. Which the train station setup is. The players go and sit there for a, a certain amount of time at a table, and then anybody can come up and talk to you. So you could get an offensive line coach from Jacksonville, mm. Indianapolis, Steelers, or you get an OC, or you get a scout. Sure. And you're just you're just there and available for media availability. And then you may or may not have a couple of team interviews in there. So that that kind of cuts away at it. So it takes a little bit of this away as far as kind of the anxiety aspect okay. of it sure um and then of course if you decide to do certain things like i remember i didn't do my 40 here but i did everything else because i was like i tweaked my hamstring a little bit i was like eh. running wait, wait 40 yards from still i i don't want to blow it out and i was like i can do all the other drills but you know so i waited for that so you know some of that that little anxiety because that 40 is obviously a big build up here um but i think you know my biggest thing is this one ranks a little bit higher. I think the All-Star games are very important if you get an opportunity to go play in it. But this one is the granddaddy. So you got to make sure you respect it and just get embrace the suck. You know, mm. I always say that like it's going to suck and I and, you know, I talked to some of our kids yesterday. I was doing some media prep stuff for our O-line guys before they left um, cuz they cuz now it's switched around, right? So defense goes first, offensive lines now at the end of the week. So I was able to go talk to them before I flew out and um, you know, I just say, "Hey, listen guys, Honesty and transparency is the first thing when you come here. Know what it is. Keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. And, of course, emotion and confidence. Those are the things that you have to have when you're here because everybody knows it sucks, and everybody's going through the same experience. So, And you're up late, and you're, yeah, they're yeah. getting you up early. you got a pee test at 4.45 a.m., yep. and you're in a hallway, and you got to pee, but you're sitting there, and you're like, I'm number seven in line. <laughs> you're like, okay, just don't pee on myself. That's, that's what you're worried about. <laughs> It's like, or just hand me the cup. I don't That's care. Right. Just I give me the cup. Care. I'll do it right point. here in front of everybody. I'm not shy. <laughs> I got shorts on. We've all played soccer. Come on. Gatorade bottle. We got it. Gatorade bottle. <laughs> we know how to do this thing. Yeah. Matt Williamson with us here on Radio Row as well. Matthew, chaos out there on the streets oh, of Indianapolis. Man. I'm a little late to the party. My, my apologies. But the uh, the line was like 45 minutes to get credentials. Then I get in line, and they're like, oh, Miss Williamson, you're in here. But nobody printed the this thing off for me, the, oh. the little tag. So I had to run across the hall, and they took my picture. So I'm trying to catch up with what you were saying there, Max, because I had the experience on the other end. Yeah. I was the mother duckling that went and woke up all the tight ends oh. and, and dragged them around here, and they yeah. don't even pretend to be happy at that point. Oh, I yeah. mean, it was like 4.30 or 5 yeah. or something <laughs> crazy and beginning their day after a brutal day, and it, they knew I was an entry-level scout and didn't have to impress me all that much, but I think I had a dozen of them in a, in a row. All right, let's go to the bod pod or whatever we were doing, and yeah. it was it was miserable for all, but it, it's, it's a grind. I mean, it's yeah. really a grind. Yeah, and I think people know it's a physical grind, but it's yeah. It's that mental side of things that I think sometimes yeah. gets gets lost in the shuffle of, yeah. you know, they might call you at 11 o'clock at night for an interview, and then, like you mentioned, 4.30 in the morning for a, for a pee test. It's it's as much mental as, as it is physical this and week. And God forbid that you have to get called back for an MRI. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because the, cause that's one of the things, like, when you're doing the medical lines, mm-hmm. like, if that MRI starts to back up because you got a guy that has, like, four different things that have to get scanned, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. you're sitting there and you're like, man, it's it's 11.45 at night. I'm like, I, I have, a, I, I have, I have a 7 a.m. bench press. I'd like to perform yeah, sort of well tomorrow. I would like to perform right. sort of well. <laughs> and then you get there and it's like, 
Okay, we're going to call you back. So I, I remember I missed my bench press um, because I had to go back and get my ankle oh, MRI because I had okay. a high ankle sprain my, yeah. my junior year. That was the only thing that was wrong with me coming out. But they and wanted you came to get out this MRI. Too, yeah, right? I came I mean, out as a senior. Two years. So, so, yeah. so they had to, like, MRI my ankle. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. But they did it. And so I ended up having to bench press with the D-line. But mind you, as an offensive lineman, it's a very humbling experience to, to have to bench press with the D-line. <laughs> the nose tackle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and I had Isaac Sopawanga. I don't know if you remember oh, him. Oh, sure. And Igor Olshansky. Yeah, yeah. So he did like 42 or something, didn't he? With he did. a name like Igor, so, yeah. you, so you had Igor to be Igor did 42. Weight. He looked like Drago from Rocky. He okay. did. He did. I mean. He and, must break you. And yeah. then Isaac Sopawanga was right after him. And I'm Starks, so I'm so after, after that, right? And Isaac, I remember it. Isaac, because him and Igor had, I guess, some type of, like, riff. Um, they just hated each other. Okay. So <laughs> Isaac gets to 42. He pauses Looks over at Igor, winks, slow pause, sits it on his chest, goes up for 43 and racks it and gets up. He only he was only two away from the record, which was 45. Okay. Nobody ever racks it. Yeah, nobody They're, ever racked. Right. He racked it and got up. He just wanted to prove that he was stronger than Igor. Then he, and, then was, the, and then there's me, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure you were strong. You're an offensive lineman. I'm but strong. your wingspan's unbelievably yeah, long. You've got the long arm. Right. This is, this if you've is been not to the Steelers, if you've been to the new the Steelers Hall of Honor Museum, yeah, you've right. seen Max Starks' wingspan in yes. there. And yeah. that is very much a problem for benching. I yeah, mean, it's, it's the a bench problem. records are the, the, the guards with the big barrel chests and the short arms. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. So I was so I was mad. So I get up and put up my mighty twenty two. Uh, Which you probably that's were a, happy with. I was that's happy. impressive. Right, right. Honestly, I, I was actually, for, I'm not going to lie, I was a little mad because I was like, there's three of them. He didn't count, and he didn't He didn't tell me 29. that I missed. I was like, at least let me know I got to 24. I was like, I could correct it, but to take three off, I mean, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt my soul. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It, it is. It's, 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 and that's why, that's why everybody's here. It, yeah. It's grown. It's evolved. It started just as a, as a medical process, and mm-hmm. now – you know, other than I think the Super Bowl and the draft, it's it's one of the NFL's you know arguably the third biggest event of the year yeah, on the signature. calendar. Um, Omar Khan just got done at oh, the Steelers okay. podium. We'll have some audio for you guys. We're going to have guests throughout the week. Uh, again, we are here until four o'clock today, and Omar Khan will sit down here at the SNR table in the twelve o'clock hour shortly after noon. I should clarify that shortly after noon. Yes. Not uh, shortly after, after noon. After 12 noon. After 12 noon. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. There we, there go, we Mr. go, Mr. Starks. Thank there you. There we go. So it's all happening here this week. We'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have Steelers media today. We'll have some others from around the league as the week goes on. No better place to, uh, to get your combine fix than here on SNR. And speaking of which, up until 1 o'clock today, Steelers fans, you can compete in a special NFL scouting combine, combine edition of Yin's Chat, the Steelers' official mobile pick'em game. All you got to do is download the Steelers' official mobile nap out nap. All you got to do is download the Steelers' official mobile app now. Can I read? And answer questions like this one. Who had recorded a better bench press when participating at the Combine, T.J. Watt or Dave DeCastro? Oh, I'm taking the guard all day. Yeah, long. I'm going. I'm going to Castro. <laughs> First day. round guard. I'll, I'll yeah, go. Yeah. I'll go T.J. Watt, but I think you guys are right. <laughs> Answer trivia and make predictive picks about this year's 2023 NFL Combine each day for your chance to win an autographed T.J. Watt jersey. That's up until one o'clock today on the Steelers mobile app. Plenty to go here from Radio Row. Wesley Euler, Max Starks, Matt Williamson. It's SNR at the Combine. Sees the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. There we go. 
All week long, you can listen to live coverage from the NFL Scouting Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be live on Radio Row 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. for the rest of the week. If you can't catch us live, you can find all of our daily audio programming from Indy, including programs in their entirety and interviews on demand in the audio section of the Steelers mobile app. That's all week long, SNR at the NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, bigger picture question for you here, fellas. We're going to hear from Omar Khan uh, in our next segment here as he, uh, as he just, um, just stepped away from the podium. But just bigger picture question, position group you're most excited to, to watch here this week to see how things play out. Well, you know, I'm excited because I really want to see – because Will Anderson slotted in the linebacker group. He's not even with the yeah. D-line. Some of those edge guys are yeah, so it, quirky, it, right? Yeah, so I, it's going to be interesting to see what drills he does here versus mm-hmm. what he's going to do at his pro day because, I'm sorry, anything but having him rush the passer. He's not going to do the hoop it, drills and stuff like it, that. It's yeah, I mean, that makes no sense, yeah. right. It's like, why are you having him drop in coverage? Like, right. at what point? He's not right. going to do that. Yeah, no, he's not going to do that. Like, I like I think to Will Anderson, and I, and I compare him to Hassan Reddick. Okay. Yeah. Right, and when the Cardinals took him, they tried to make him an off-the-ball backer. Yeah. Horrible, experiment Horrible experiment with the right. 15th pick in the draft. And then he goes to Carolina. He has, like, half sacks rushing. And then this year he has 16 Great and a half sacks in Philly, yeah. in Philly. And I'm like, why couldn't y'all figure that out earlier? You know, well, and so they're hopefully doing the same things with Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons right now. Isaiah they just Simmons, keep drafting yeah. these guys and misusing them. Yeah, I mean, like, like, where do you put anyway. them? I'm like, right, come right. on, guys, you got you got to do a better job. But <laughs> better but job hopefully that, right. with Will Anderson, I mean, he's going to be a top three, top four pick mm-hmm. in this draft. So there's not going to be any question why you draft him. Like you sure. draft him to to destroy put his hand fields. in the dirt and go yeah. get it for the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I just hope it's not in the AFC. You know, I just hope <laughs> he goes to a nice <laughs> NFC team, finds a home, it's comfortable. Um, but, but but how I does think, that happen? Like that makes me crazy. Like he has to be with the D lineman, you know, again, to have him do off yeah. the ball linebacker drills and even that makes no sense. I mean, it doesn't matter that his his numbers won't be as good as the two hundred and ten pound off the ball, ball linebacker. You're yeah. going to compare him to other DNs, but why would he be in that group? Like that yeah. makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, I don't get why they slot it. So I mean, it, it's it, so that's going to be one of the intriguing things. But I think overall, it's going to be interesting to see this D line group. I mean, I really mm-hmm. want to see where the talent is because I think. One of the things that we've seen is a trend in the last couple of years, right, when you're running the football, everybody's looking for a nose tackle, a guy who can be that Aaron Donald type but also be a run enforcer. So there's a good crop of D linemen. Now, I know Jalen Carter's not going to be in here, but you got some guys from the Big 12 that are looking to t- that do really well. And then also the kid Van Ness, um, I think, from uh, Clemson. Iowa. Uh, Iowa, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Iowa. And then the Clemson. The Clemson lineman Murphy so, and yeah there's yeah, so, a lot of them so there's a lot of good ones so I'm really excited to see what that crop's going to do and of course offensive line offensive I mean, line on. I mean I know we're the heartbeat baby <laughs> yeah, we're the heartbeat sneak that one in there yeah of course so, it's funny you went down that route because I don't know if Max if we've ever had this conversation but I've been watching the combine since it's been on TV or since I could crawl you know yeah. and <laughs> you see fewer and fewer fat guy o linemen like yeah. they've come a long way but that being said the the guys they're blocking are way freak. They're they're go they're freakier at a faster pace. I mean, yeah. like these guys that are you mentioned a few of them, but there's going to be so much length and speed and athleticism, and I think it's a real problem in the league right now. Is the people blocking these Velociraptors coming off the edge and up the middle <laughs> yeah. just aren't. It, it's not a fair fight. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, evolution's not there. I mean, you're, you're right. You know, back in my day. I guess I could say that now. In the, oh, in the, you're in the precedented the, times. Yeah. I mean, we 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 had some triceratops and some pteranodons. You right, know, right, sure. And, you know, guys that had just long arms and could just fly out there. But you know, what you're seeing now, like you said, is a velociraptor. Like it, it's it's literally oh. the elite. 
predator, apex oh. predators on one side, and the evolution for the offense. And this is something that, you know, in my time working with LaCharles Bentley over at OLP, that's what we've been trying to kind of press forward, like just create new bags. I mean, just something as simple as that, right? Like, you know, I know, you know, I passed like Gilman gear coming over oh, here. Yeah, right, and right. You got that nice little like pet. Human bodies aren't like that, so, <laughs> right, you know, right. so we've created, like, round pads. The equipment they were wearing back then is not like the equipment yeah, no, they were Yeah, yeah. Chad <laughs> Clifton and, uh, and, 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 and Rivera, and, and Rivera guard. were yeah, the right, guard right. on the picture. Like, come on, let's update that. <laughs> so, so, you know, like, Charles has created, like, a round bag because the points that you hit aren't the same. Like, I'm never going to get right, Wes's right, right. chest, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm going to get a deltoid. Your, I'm going to get a mm. shoulder. I'm going to get, like – the rib cage or sure. under the pad. So you create these a guys are attacking your edges. You yeah, know, right. Yeah. yeah, right. They're not so, going to try to go through So you, we you have know. to attack those edges. So just creating some different things just to work on that because you're right. It has been that process where everything else has been elevated, mm-hmm. but the offensive line has been consistent. And you're like, no, you've got to evolve. If you're going to go catch a 250-pound guy that can run a 4-4 on the edge and you're right. sitting at 305, mm-hmm. guess what? Your force is not going to matter because – I'm taking a a non-traditional set, right? Human biomechanics are not what an offensive line does. Like, we go against the grain. Your body's built to go forward and propel you forward. You're going backwards. We're trying to go backwards (laughs) and on an angle. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to lose that battle more often than not. So you're trying to create space and get guys quicker to where at least get themselves in a position where it's a fairer fight. But you're right. It's something that... You know, as long as we've got it, that's why offensive linemen are always so important. You got to have multiple, oh, because if time. you lose one, you need to have another. <clears throat> I thought Terrell Austin said this at training camp about DBs, and I think it's true about offensive linemen. He said you got to have three starting DBs to have two. Hmm. So as an offensive yeah. line, you got to have seven offensive linemen to have five, and that's what you're always looking for. And a lot of teams don't have that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so every year, I think that's where it becomes even more and more important year in and year out, to continually find that offensive line talent so you can have those combinations sure. ready to rock and roll because you're not going to get the same guys playing together all 17 weeks sure. now. Right. You know, it was tough enough to get 16 weeks out of guys, 16 games. It's impressive. Now the Steelers, the Steelers got all 17 this past season. That's what I say. Yeah. You, you, can't, bank, Steelers, you can't bank right. on that every year. The Steelers are fortunate because I'm, I'm certain now they have five starters for five spots. Yeah. I don't know about the rest because yeah. I think they missed 45 snaps, snaps combined between the five starters, and that's just not going to keep up. So no. We don't have a, a read on Davis or you know some of the other guys that were on the team, but I think you need seven, and they have five right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're so you're gonna. I expect it to be something like day two. Day mm-hmm. two, I expect to see a lineman come off the board. I don't think it's gonna be round one, but I think I day either. two you should see at least one. And if two just happens to fall in your lap, sure, you take sure. the right, second right, right. one because we got a bunch of day threes, but. You know, it, it's going to be very interesting to see that. So that group, I'm going to be watching. You know, on television since it's on Saturday now. That's right. I was like, I was like, oh, oh come on. Yeah, but uh, but it's going to it's going to be. They're, just, they're keeping the prom kings. They're keeping the most popular group at the at the end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, yes, there's the quarterbacks and wide receivers as well, but you know, offensive line lives matter. <laughs> they, that, that, they do. that they do indeed, indeed. But, but, like, the casual watchers, you know, people that are going to put the combine on. Sure. I, I, this is my biggest thing I like every year about it is, sure, the O-linemen are look, looking better and better, and they're gradually getting more athletic and better trained. And you mentioned Sub-5040s. Right, things <laughs> yeah. like that, less big fat guys. You know, and, you know, I always urge people, go take a still shot of Walter Jones in pass protection. See if you could even put your body in that, in that spot, let alone be in 330 or, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, it's almost impossible. But – 
the evolution of the velociraptors is insane. You know, they're getting smarter, faster, longer, and T-Rexes left and right. And I, every combine, I think that discrepancy becomes even more apparent on TV. I you, mean, you've just, talked about this yeah. since 2018. Uh, I've been on it forever, right. And now, Steelers included, and I'm not making fun of your day or disparaging it in any way, Every team now has three Velociraptors, you know, yeah. it, it, or you can't compete. I mean, you yeah. have Tewitt and Hayward on the inside and Watt on the outside. Now, and now, High now Highsmith's yeah. a guy yeah. like that. And they're looking for another maybe. You know, like, you better have three. That's rough. <laughs> you know, they're just rare human beings. And that's why I say the emphasis on the run game has been even more right. important mm. because you have to be able to run to neutralize that. That's the mm-hmm. only equalizer yeah. for the offensive line is yeah. if you're running between the tackles because they're outside the tackles. Right. So if you but could do that. even guys like that on the inside now, Cam and Donald. Well, yeah, and, yeah, you, know, yeah, right, you, right. you have those. So, I mean, it's really imperative that you get physical, strong guys who can move in space. And in a tight window, can your footwork stay as 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 elite as possible? Mm-hmm. Because you know that Aaron Donald's going to get his. But the question is, yeah. can you get him a couple of times more, or at least influence him away from wrecking the game every single play? Making him take an extra half well, second. And we saw that in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you saw all the Velociraptors that the Philadelphia Eagles had. Yeah. And that offensive line neutralized him. Didn't give up a sack no sacks, against one right? of the Zero most sacks. sacking team <laughs> that had like 84 sacks in the draft and because they ran the football. Second most in NFL history, right? Yeah, Behind second the most. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, were, they were on track. Had they actually gotten one or two, they would have tied them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get there. And I think that was because the offensive line committed to running the ball. And Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, he, sure. he great, was a steal for them. Game, yeah. But that's what you need. That's what you, you have to have that if you're going to get that group, you're like, oh, right. crap. What How are we going to do against do the Eagles? Sure. Right. This is the only equalizer is to be able to pound the rock and make mm-hmm. them honest so that they can't just run up the field and pin their ears back. You, you picked a little sore for me because you're 100% right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you look at that game and you're like, the Eagles go nine or ten deep of stud pass rushers, and all their sacks come from non-linebackers and D-backs. It's all these dudes, and they just yeah. rotate them in like hockey lines, and they have different flavors and shapes and sizes. But it made me crazy, and I know you're in Arizona. You know, Arizona's yeah. your home. I thought the field conditions greatly oh. hurt the Eagles' pass oh. rush. You know, like maybe it would have been a different game. Well, I think – and, you know, the funny thing is you say I'm in Arizona, and it was funny because I actually called a college bowl game. No, okay. uh, in Arizona at Chase Field. T- was it T- TCU Michigan? No, uh, I did I did do that game, but it was the um, oh, it was Chase a guaranteed Field. rate bowl where you had um, Oklahoma State. I was going to say it was a Big 12 and, team in that. And then I can't remember the Big 10 team. It wasn't Wisconsin. It was another one. But the field conditions were horrible, and they talked about – Oh, we grew this special grass. We yeah. flew it in ex- yep. especially yep. for this. I'm like, two years. They said we were working yeah. on this for two years. A million bucks, you know. million bucks. <laughs> we had a special farm where we brought it in. But you're right. When you put new sod down, it's not going to have it. And I know it's on that big, big behind pl- uh, tray that rolls in and out. It's cute. You show the video <laughs> sure. and everything. But you're right. I mean, that that's something that is just bothersome. It's like just – Keep the same field, patch it up, throw your little seed in, overseed it. Yeah. You got a month. I mean, it's not like the Cardinals had a playoff game. No. You know what I'm saying? So you had time to actually just work with the sure. existing field. Sure. Um, but If it was yeah. week eight, I could accept it. But it's a Super Bowl. You, you know it's what I mean? It's a Super Bowl. And, and you're right. You're kicking up the turf. Eagles, I thought. Uh, it did because it was a speed thing. Mm-hmm. And like and it got slick. And they couldn't on corner. The, well, you know, could, the reddicks of the world couldn't yeah. bend. You know? Yeah, you can't bend in it because you're going to slip. Mm-hmm. And then also the slick areas where they paint it. Right. I thought there was way too much paint on the field. But – 
you know. But the that, Chiefs adjusted. You Chiefs, know, Chiefs adjusted the better. Right. Like, yeah, hey, right. listen, I'm gonna put on bigger, bigger spice, get a yeah. little bit more dig, and we're just gonna go forward. And they said, hey, it was like it was like the um, the Buffalo Cincinnati game, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, field conditions suck. Adjust, and the teams sure. that adjusted yep. run the ball right. When the field conditions are slick mm-hmm. like that, go forward. Figure it out. Go forward. Don't go right, on right, angles. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Go forward. <laughs> I, I, so I wanted to get back to the the T Rex and the apex predators and right and yeah. whatever whatever uh, monstrosities we'll use for the for the rest of the week. Exactly. How how does the offensive line catch up then? Is it is does it become more about your athleticism than just your your strength and your and your body type? Like like how how does the offensive line? Because again, Matt has I'll back him. He's been talking about this for five years, maybe ten. You maybe know, right, right. Like, I, I like, think how, it's a major problem how, how, in the league. How do yeah, off, you know, how do offensive linemen close that gap then? The the biggest thing is I mean it, it's. Just like we see with them, right? Bigger, faster, stronger, and you just have to get leaner. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, you have to be lean, but you need actually lower body, more lower body strength as an offensive lineman. Hmm. So that's the thing. I think a lot of people get consumed. Oh man, you got to have these big, massive you arms punch and to you extend. Yeah. But it's to sit on the bull rush, right? Because those guys are coming in wide dines, right? The T.J. Watts and the Nick Bosa's of the world. They want to get in that four-point crouching stance, which is looks like a lion hiding in the savanna, right? And then they're Nick springing Bosa's out. Nick stance is another one I tell people. Try to get your body to look like that for yes. two seconds. I want six inches. I want you to be able to eat blades of grass in <laughs> right, your right, stance, right? right? Be totally in control. And, not, and be in control right. and not, like, shaking. And you have to be able to get out there and be in a position really quickly, but then get down because you have to brace. That's one of the biggest things. I think a lot of people kind of lose that hamstring, quad strength. Mm. I wish there was a squat equivalent here because I think that's more beneficial yeah. to show an offensive lineman strength than, a, than sitting vertically on your back sure, or sure. horizontal on your back and doing a bench. Because, listen, the bench press is great and all. It looks good for the numbers. But the only time you use a bench press on a football field is pushing somebody off of you after you got flat-backed. Right, like, uh, like even an incline press would be more beneficial to show mm, that sense, functional yeah. strength as well. Right, but I think that's what, and we kind of lose that in this process because everybody gets enamored with the bench press numbers. But that's the number you need, and so a guy that can squat and bend because we get a lot of guys. You have to be able to flex your ankles, sure, knees, sure. and hips. Yeah, sure. A lot of guys, when you see offense line, you're talking about a tackle that's getting beat. What is he doing? He's bending at his waist. Waistbender. Like, oh, this is how I'm going to get lower. No, you're not because your legs are still sitting at a six-foot-four height. <laughs> right, right, right. And then guess what? When you get out of your stance, bam, you're back at your same height again. You haven't lowered. Sure, so sure. that's where the squat is really functional and helpful. Yeah. It, the bench press is my least favorite activity here. I know it's fun and it clanks and everybody yells it's and all easy that. Easy to yeah. follow, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. But it's reps. really just a stamina contest. I mean, yeah. football, you might do a bench press motion once and then you take 30 seconds off and then you do it again. You know, it's not yeah. the stamina situation sure. and it hurts the long arm guys a big deal too. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing I like about the bench, if anything, is if someone goes out there and embarrasses himself, it's like, well, you didn't even try. You, well, d- you didn't do anything this last couple of months. Orlando Brown. Right, right, right. A yep. guy we're talking about right now, yep. talking about looking at exclusive free uh, free agency as sure. far as the tag, being tagged a second time. This is a guy, I was his captain in 2018. Oh, really? I That's was his right. captain. Right. That might have been the worst combine I've ever seen. Yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> I mean, it really was. And you know what's bad? <laughs> they, we get to the on-the-field section, and I caught the broadcast afterwards. You get the replay. They're like, oh, player comp for Orlando Brown, Max Stark. I was like, what the <laughs> I was so mad at that moment. I was like. I was he like, just had the worst combine I've ever worst seen. Combine, and you're like, oh yeah, player combine. <laughs> reminds me of Max. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, great, thanks guys. No, no, really, it's awesome. But then, but then you see, 
Right. You're talking about one of the best left tackles right now in this league and a guy that's going to get make it a ton. franchise that's right. going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And so it's not where you start in this process. It's just getting your foot in the door. And he's yeah. also, I mean, the pedigree. His dad is Zeus. Zeus I mean, right, right, yeah. listen, when you got when you got Orlando Brown Sr., when I remember mm-hmm. watching him and going up against him in, in, in the Ravens, like – that was just a big, strong mean, and his strength didn't correlate to the drills that mm-hmm. were here. Sure, but the guy was a starting right tackle, moves to left tackle, becomes a dominant left tackle for the Chiefs, and now he's a guy that we're talking about. Oh, if he gets tagged, or if he doesn't get tagged, how much money is he going to make? He's going to be a twenty-five million dollar club, Mike. So the combine is great, but it does, it's not an exact science. Sure, is what sure. I'm trying to say. And even in the end, as a draft prospect. He went in the third round. Maybe he would have gone in the second. He wasn't going top yeah. ten. You know, no, I mean, so how much did it really hurt him when it was all said and done? Yeah. Especially at that position. If he were a running back and embarrassed himself here, sure, he would have been done. You know, but you're yeah. an offensive tackle, and there's only a few of them in the world. Well, you're still going to go. And it takes you're still to get a camp. And it takes four to five years for an offensive lineman to mature in the league, mm-hmm. right? To really figure it out. So <laughs> where they start in year one is not where they're going to finish in Absolutely. year five. Absolutely. Because I look at a guy. Remember, remember Robert Gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short Robert Gallery is my, right, right. Yeah, yeah. My, my draft class. He looked like the pro. Remember, he was the next Tony Baselli. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. That's right. Yeah, second but, pick in the draft, I think. Yeah, yeah, second pick overall. Huge upper looks, body. Looks the part. Little legs. Little legs. He ran a 4.95. Yeah, 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 yeah. He broke the sub five. But I remember week one, 2004. He was all torso. Huh? Yeah, he yeah, was, it was all, all torso. <laughs> he, <laughs> right, right. he was a bulked up tight end. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, he's so fast. He's so agile. He's going to be the difference maker. Week one. In Pittsburgh, in Heinz Field, I know it's Acrisure now, right. then Heinz Field, he went up against the Steelers. Rookie day one, starting left tackle in the league. Cool. Joey Porter, first series, beats him for a sack. Comes out, they're like, you know what? Let's move him over to right tackle. Next series, <laughs> Clark Hagens beats him for a sack. They take him out for an entire series, and the third series they put him in a left guard, and that was his career as a yeah, left tackle. Guard, yeah. Was one series, one series right. number two overall pick became a left guard in the Peasy league for put eight the, years. Put an end to that, real yeah. quick. Peasy and Clark destroyed his career as a tackle. And, and Wes, you probably don't remember, but Max <laughs> referenced it. I mean, he if if we were talking that combine right now, I'd be like, oh, Gallery's the, the safest guy in the draft, right? Yeah, yeah. right. You can't miss. I mean, it'll be a twelve-year yeah. anchor for oh, your oh, offensive sure. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Eight yeah. years, two teams, and I do love it. That, so I, I referenced 2018 with you a, a minute ago. That was my first combine, combine here. Yeah, yeah. That was the DK Metcalf combine. Oh. Where, oh, my, he ran the great 40, and he had one of the highest verticals ever, and he and everyone was like, well, DK Metcalf just made himself a top 20 pick. The whole week. Mm-hmm. The whole and then week. he ends up going in the second round. Yes. Uh, not, not that he fell off a cliff, but it's just. But his three-cone. Max's might have been better. Max, that's true. That is true. You know, that's true. You know, there was like this a shot shit. of him crying on the sideline <laughs> yeah. after he ran his forty, and right. they're all like, "Well, DK Metcalf, you just solidified yourself as a first round pick." That was the story of the combine here in 2018. It is funny how those things. You, you got to be careful. Oh, sure. There's there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and and obviously, as, as Max kind of stated at the beginning, this is this is very weighted in this process, but it is certainly not the end all be all. We're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we will hear from Omar Khan. He was at the podium nice. a few minutes ago. We'll hear what he had to say right here live on Radio Row on SNR.
you're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Our ongoing coverage continues here from the Indiana Convention Center, live on Radio Row. We will be joined in the 12 o'clock hour by Steelers General Manager Omar Khan, but he just wrapped up his media availability at the podium for this year's Combine. Let's hear what the GM had to say. You need Cam Sutton. How's that going? Uh, you know, we, we love, we think very highly of Cam, and, you know, conversation, conversations uh, uh, have commenced, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Just like all our other free agents, you know, everything's on the table. You don't feel like he's a must-sign and he has the leverage here? Uh, I mean, we have a few uh, guys that, we, you know, obviously we would prioritize. Uh, and I'm not going to get into who's who, uh, but, um, you know, I feel good about where we're at. We do like Cam, uh, Cam a great deal. Omar, You've been- how is this uh, kind of off-season for you? Obviously, it is different. How different? How how many different places have you gone? Both games. Um, so, good question, Jerry. Um, you know, I think because I had been here so long with Kev, I just the transition's been smooth. It, it doesn't really feel much different. Uh, I've been obviously the Mobile. Um, I was at the HBCU Combine uh, last week. Um, I went to some school visits during the season. Uh, I did not go he's, to the Hula Bowl, no. It, con- it was a conflict there, no. So, Senior Bowl, uh, HB- I was at the HBCU Combine. Obviously, I'm here, and, you know, we'll be h- hitting the Pro Day circuit here soon. Omar, when you're at the Combine here, what realistically can, like, a GM or member of front office learn? What kind of information are you looking to gain through this experience this week? Well, well, I can't speak for every GM, but I can tell you, for me, just the opportunity to get to know these guys a lot better uh, as people. You know, when you have the interviews and, and, you, and you get these guys one-on-one and you just kind of get to know them and get a feel for who they are and, you know, ask them, uh, you know, re- just just really getting to know them and to see if uh, if they're uh, the type of player and person that we want as part of, the, of our organization. Omar, when you're talking to free agents, like outside free agents, when you're going to, has uh, it always been like Kevin would talk to them and then deal with you with the money? And is it make it easier where you can, like, condense that because you have the money calculations going on? So Kevin and I, you know, I said this in my press conference, Kevin and I had a great relationship. I mean, we, we probably spent more time together than with our families, and we talked, you know, daily several times a day. So it was just really a natural process. So when we get to the point where we are, we do have the opportunity to talk to the free agents. You know, I, th- I think it'll just be natural. I mean, I understand that part of it, and just being around Kevin for so long, you know, the, the rest of it just pretty smooth. But it's not like taking one part out and condensing no, it and no. making it easier? No, it's just, just, just yeah, it'll be just collective of everything. Omar, uh, I think Mark deferred to you the other day about how the draft room is going to work. Were you able to share with us how that dynamic is going to work between you, Mike, Andy, and Mark? So, um, you know, I think overall things will be pretty similar to how we did it before. Obviously, we're going to te- uh, t- we've started to tweak the process a little bit. Uh, but I'd say, like every big decision, um, you know, the right people get in the room. Uh, we'll talk things through and make the right, uh, make a Steelers decision. People say Andy's put the board together. I mean, is that accurate? Uh, yeah, so the way we're doing it, the way I'm doing it, I'd say that um, Andy's in charge of putting the, uh, putting the board together. That's the way I'm going to have it. And I'm going to have, uh, he's going to have a, a lot of influence from uh, uh, Mark Sadowski and Dan Colbert, who were uh, a big part of this. And uh, obviously, Coach and I are going to be heavily involved in, uh, you know, and we'll, uh, you know, Coach Art and I will make sure to make the uh, get together, and make the right decisions. Omar, what do you have to do? What does this team have to do to get back in the uh, Obviously, uh, 
win some more games, but I'd say that, uh, the, you know, the growth of Kenny Pickett was pretty cool uh, towards the end of the season last year, uh, just watching him grow. And um, I just think if we, if we continue that momentum, I think uh, good things are in store for us. Omar, when you, when you look ahead to free agency, you look at your cap situation, how comfortable are you with where you are right now and what moves you can make to do what you need to do to address the needs of the roster? Uh, I, I think you guys have kind of seen through different seasons what kind of shape we've been. We're obviously in a lot better shape than we've been in the past. There are years where we've been where we've had to get pretty, uh, um, I don't really like to use the word creative, but had to do some things. Um, and we're, we're, we're comfortable that, you know, if there's the opportunity to improve our team with someone, we can, we can make things happen and sign. There's, there's nothing that would be holding us back. So more signings, more splash this year? I wouldn't say if it's more. Um, you know, I, I just think the opportunity is there to, you know, you know, if we want to sign someone, we have the opportunity to sign them. We have the things in this sort. Internally, is uh, Alex Highsmith a significant candidate for an extension this offseason? I, I think you guys know our history. When we have a, uh, uh, a young, up-and-coming player, you know, we, we don't like to let those guys go. Omar, DeMarvin Leal played a couple of different hats for your defense this year, uh, sometimes a stand-up edge, sometimes on the D-line. What's his long-term future? you expect him to add weight and stay on the line or kind of be an edge, uh, a depth edge rusher? I think the great thing about... Uh, the Marvin is his versatility, and uh, we don't, we're not going to try to do anything that's going to hinder his versatility. We like that he can go inside, outside, and, you know, coach can utilize him in a lot of different places, and I foresee that continuing. Omar, your three. relationship with Kevin? What's your, that? Your relationship with Kevin moving forward. Um, have you leaned on him? I'm not saying lean, but have you reached out to him? Maybe certain things have come up as a GM now that you can kind of. Yeah, you know, we, we text periodically. We were actually texting uh, yesterday about a couple things, and, um, yeah, we, we talk all the time. I mean, uh, I mean, we text all the time. We stay in communication. I have a lot of respect for Kev. You know, I've learned some great things from Kevin, and, uh, you know, that's that's not going away. Is he coming out? Uh, I'm not sure if he's if, – is he coming out here? I'm not sure. Kev, I don't believe that. Omar, nope. obviously three picks inside the top yeah. 50, knowing you're obviously not going to give us strategy or anything like that, but where do you guys look to prioritize things? When we talked with Art, he had said maybe defensively, or how do you guys kind of look to put that together? I, I would say um, we, we will try to improve uh, every, every positional room. Uh, whenever we can improve it, we'll, we'll do our best to improve it. Obviously, there are... Uh, Prioritize priorities. Um, like I, like you said, we're not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna get into detail, but um, I, I'd say, uh, yeah. Any, 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 any player that's gonna uh, improve one of our rooms, we'll, uh, we'll make sure to take a hard look at. Who is this draft strong or weak? You know what? This is a. Uh, it, it's this is a really good draft. There's a lot of good football players. Um, I'd say uh, I'd say overall it's just good everywhere. I mean, if you if you need a player at regardless of what position it is, uh, without going into detail, I, I think you'll be able to get one. Omar, have you tried to immerse yourself a little bit, get back into more honest, so to say, play personal evaluation, yeah. but just uh, personal awareness? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's uh, kind of consumed a lot more of my time than than before, and unfortunately, uh, we have uh, Cole Marku. I don't know if you guys, how well you guys know him, but Cole's been with us for a few years, and he's kind of taken the lead on uh, a lot of the cap and contract negotiation. He, he really does a great job for us. Is that a nice relief? What's that? Is that a relief for you? You know, it's just kind of the, tra- I wouldn't say it's a nice relief. It's just sort of been part of the transition. You know, it just naturally happened where it's just, you know, my priorities have to be elsewhere, and, uh, um, you know, it's the way it happened. But, you know, I, I keep close tabs on it. You guys that know me know me. I like to have uh, my hands on a lot of different things. Oh, is, uh, speculation that Mitch 
may or may not be back. They want him in his future with this organization. Uh, Mitch has been awesome since the day he got here. Um, how he's uh, been with Kenny's been great, and um, you know, I, w I want Mitch around. Omar, it seems like off-ball linebacker has been a tough projection for NFL teams. Just what are your thoughts on the evolution of that position and how NFL teams are scouting it and getting those guys into the league? Well, like you said, it's a little bit of a projection just because of how the colleges are playing and uh, depending on what conference you're watching, how they're playing these uh, off-the-ball linebackers. Um, you know, it's a projection, but you trust your, eva your evaluators and your coaches that they, they, they see the, uh, the ability and, um, you know, we can identify the guys that are actually going to fit into what we want to do. Omar, Mitch is a more expensive backup maybe than you guys have had typically. Is it worth the money to have a guy that's a veteran that's more expensive when you do have a younger starting quarterback? You know, we'll, we'll get – I don't want to get into contractual uh, details right now. You know, we're never going to do that. But I, like I mentioned uh, uh, earlier, we, Mitch, Mitch has been great. Uh, he's been great to have around. And, you know, I look forward to having him around here for a long time. Not only this year, but for a long time. How much do you just value that veteran – presence that he has, the veteran leadership. I think any young quarterback will tell you having that um, that veteran presence around him is tremendous, and uh, especially if you have a guy like, like Mitch that just handles things so well. Are you figuring you have to bring in a third quarterback and think that might be draft? It's a good question, Jerry. Um, I would say, um, you know, all options are on the table right now. Obviously, we have uh, two under contract. Uh, Mason's a free agent, and, uh, you know, we, we're... Uh, as you guys saw in the playoffs, it's important to have more than two quarterbacks available. No, not at all. We, uh, you know, I, we had a great relationship, good, great, good conversation with uh, Mason, and uh, you know, the options, the uh, doors still open. Omar, when you deal wide receiver like you did this year, it could signal that you guys feel comfortable with the depth of that position. Is that true? And how do you feel about the depth and quality of that? We, we wouldn't have uh, uh, traded Chase if we didn't feel good about that room. We really felt good about the guys that were in that room. If we didn't, we wouldn't have made that trade. How's Calvin Austin coming along? He's good. He's progressing nicely. You know, the uh, the uh, OTAs and the uh, spring ball are going to be big for him to see where he's at, but he's he's coming along. He'll be We're ready to about play him. in the spring. Yeah, that's, that's our goal. Uh, Omar, there's several good players, that, six good players at this combine. Yeah. What do you think you outlook on their, on their draft class? It's, it's a strong pick class. Uh, we obviously uh, love those guys being next door. Uh, and... Um, you know, there's some good football players, and there's some, uh, there's a handful of guys that are going to be Sunday contributors soon, sooner than later. Has Kenny chimed in at all? What's that? Has Kenny come to your office and give his two cents? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I'm not going to tell you we haven't picked his brain a little bit, but yeah. I know you don't talk about specific draft players, but when you look at the trend of quarterbacks reuniting with their college wide receivers, and there's a guy like Jordan Addison in this what is it about the chemistry that carries over from college to the NFL? And do you think that's a trend that maybe you guys could explore? Maybe more teams should explore in the future when they have that opportunity? I think you always look at look at things like that. But, um, you know, given the off-seasons that you have and, you know, the time guys spend together, I think the transition and, you know, new receivers trying to get acclimated to, to quarterbacks, it's, it's – uh, it's, it's not a, a hard process. Is Jordan someone that maybe Kenny comes in and brings the table or anything like that? And, man, I'd love to have that guy back. Uh, you guys love to ask Kenny about <laughs> that, but, uh, you know, Jordan is a really good football player. Somebody brought up uh, – consider a successful draft? A starter, a you know, one-back? I mean, what do you look at as a successful draft when you uh, 
I think time time will tell, but obviously if I have the opportunity to, to, to draft uh, future Hall of Famers, uh, that, that, would, that would be great. You're not looking for one, one starter, uh, backup. I mean, we'd like to have we'd like to have all starters. You know, right now we have seven picks. We'd like to get seven starters out of them. What if you see a Hall of Famer at say running back? I mean, is it all? Is there a lot of need involved? Uh, I, I, you know, running back. You know, we, we have two good running backs that we uh, that we feel really good about. So I think you guys can figure out where uh, how we're going to prioritize that position. But I'm just getting at the point of judging a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. and judging need. Kind of got to go with need sometimes, don't you? I, uh, yeah. I mean, I, w- I would say you'd have to go. Uh, Neat, yeah. Yep. When you Guys, two more. Evaluation could be positional or unit. Uh, is there any particular part of the team that you're very excited about coming into this? Our, our team? Yeah. It, I would say the way that the, the season ended last year, um, I, I'd, I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the team as a whole. You know, it was nice seeing not only Kenny's progression, but the way the O line came together at the end of the season and their growth. Uh, the running backs, uh, you know, seeing their growth uh, defensively, we saw some really good things. So overall, I just think the team's uh, I feel excited about the team. One more. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that about the early in the year necessarily, but uh, just watching their growth um, and just how those guys came together, uh, it was really, really uh, cool to see. It was awesome. That was Steelers General Manager Omar Khan at the podium earlier this morning. A reminder, he will sit down with us here on SNR a little over an hour from now. Around 12.15 is when we are expecting Omar Khan to sit down with us uh, here at our SNR table on Radio Row. One hour in the books. We're with you until 4 o'clock, so plenty more to get to. You're listening to our ongoing Combine coverage on SNR. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.